Yo, welcome to Kicking It With The Homie. It's your boy CJ here with the, oh wait, I'm not here with Avery this week because my man's left me high and dry. So it's just me by myself bringing it to you live and direct, but that's all right because I still got a pod for y'all tonight. It's going to be shorter than the normal ones, but that's okay. Just a couple of things I want to I want to get off my chest. But first, I, I'll tell you how I'm feeling, because that's what we do here. And what I'm feeling is, I'm feeling all right. Um, I'm on the back half of a cold. This week at, this week has actually been a pretty, pretty rough week, because I had already felt like I was running on fumes. So just dog tired, just out of it. All the time, you know, I'm barely getting through each day. And then I get hit with a cold and it just levels me. You know, kids are the little cesspools, right? So my daughter goes to school. She comes home with the little sniffles. She passes it on to me and it it just lays me out. And I know, I know what you're thinking. If you're a woman listening to this, you're like, men are weak. You act like babies when you're sick. That might very well be true. But I can also say... If this is a universal experience for men, then maybe colds and viruses just hit us harder and you can give us a little grace. But I was out. I slept on the couch for three nights. I was trying to keep everybody else from getting sick because we didn't need this, you know, ping-ponging around the house. So I'm on the back end. I'm attempting to get through this podcast without hacking up a lung. We'll see how I do. Today, I want to talk to you guys about what life has been like for me for the last month. I've gone a month without a phone. Labor Day weekend, I jumped into a hot tub, had my phone in my pocket, didn't realize it was in my pocket, spent about 10, 15 minutes in the hot tub. I got out feeling all good. And I'm like, wait a minute, my trunks feel kind of heavy. That's weird. Tap my pockets. Oh, snap. My phone was in there the entire time. So I take it out, and it's actually working. Like, it was okay for like 10 minutes. And then it just completely blanked out. I tried the rice trick, didn't work. Went to Verizon, and they were like, yeah, your insurance is not going to cover this. So you might as well just get a new phone. We have 12s in stock. But I had heard that the 13 was coming out this month. And I had a, I think I had a 10s. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just go from the 10 to the 13. The difference in price between the 12 and the 13 was going to be like $100. So I was like, let me just get whatever the new one is. And I can hold that till the 16, 17, whatever comes out. But that I knew that that meant I would have to go a month without a phone. It turned out to be like three, three and a half weeks, something like that. And if I'm honest, it's been great. <laughs> like I've really enjoyed not having this little device tethered to me at all times. And it it made me realize that disconnect is good. Disconnect is not a bad thing. And disconnecting is something that we all need to do from time to time. Uh, I know we, we think we can't live without our devices. We really think we can't live without smartphones at this point in our lives. Uh, you know, we always feel the need to be connected. I remember when I when I first got off of Facebook, probably 10 years ago at this point, 
I remember people saying to me, but how are you going to like stay connected? How are you going to keep up with people? And I was like, listen, if our relationship only exists on Facebook, then we don't really have a relationship. And, and I realized with my phone, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I don't need this thing as much as I think I do and as much as advertising has told me that I, that I need it. Uh, I, I have an Apple Watch and I have an iPad. And I figured at the very least, I could get calls on my watch and I can text on my iPad. Turns out I was half right. I got most of the calls that came in. I actually missed quite a few I found out later on. And my my text, I could only iMessage people, but only if I messaged them first. So if you have an Android and you haven't heard from me, or if you've texted me and you haven't heard from me, it's it's probably because I didn't see it, which was it was a very weird thing. But I, I realize uh, you know, this this idea that you know we need to constantly be connected is this great lie that we've all bought into. And really what it means is, is we're just distracted all the time. And this distraction keeps us from doing what the author Cal Newport calls deep work. And if you've ever noticed that you have a hard time focusing or drawing your attention or, or, or sustaining a thought, like how many times have you had a thought? You're, you're thinking about something and you just lose it. And then you spend the next five minutes trying to figure out what you were thinking about in that moment. That the, There's some psychology behind that, which I probably should have done my research. But it, it's essentially this idea that because of the constant dings and the constant chimes and the constant scrolling at what at one, one uh, person called nuggets of nothing, we've lost the ability to focus. Everything is given to us in such quick bites. We live in a soundbite culture. You know, Twitter is, I think, 280 characters. Initially, it was 140. We, we got used to taking in information just so quickly and just such a little bit at a time. And then Instagram comes along, and now the words are taken away. Now we're just looking at pictures, and it's just endless scrolling. And now with TikTok, I don't have TikTok, but from what I hear, like you open it up, and it's immediately playing videos for you and immediately jumping to the next one. And just it's just constant going. How do you ever have time to breathe in that? How do you ever have time to, to, to sustain a thought, to really dive deep? deep and dig into what you're looking at to, to form deep critical thoughts about it. You don't. And one of the things that I, I found is that I was just able to focus more. I, I'm a content creator. I, I write, I speak, I podcast. I, I have this newsletter I'm putting out. I'm, I'm doing all of these different things that require me to be able to sit down. For I'm taking a class right now. It requires me to sit down hours at a time, if possible, and string together coherent thoughts. It requires me to sit down and and distill my thoughts in whatever medium I'm choosing to do so in the moment. And prior to this month, I would often find myself struggling to sit down and write 500 words, to sit down and pump out 750, 1,000 words, because I was just so used to being distracted. I'd write three sentences and then pick up my phone to look at what? 
who knows you you know i would close the app and open it right back up that 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 is a sign of addiction that is that is a sign of a problem now i mentioned that i still had my watch and my ipad and what that led to is just so many less notifications i i don't have notifications set up on my ipad for twitter and then I, I think I got Instagram on my iPad about like the third week into this because I wanted to promote this podcast, but I don't have notifications set up, so I wasn't I wasn't seeing what was coming in, which was good. I don't have notifications set up for my messages, so I wasn't seeing when those were coming in. Really, the only notifications I got were ESPN and my email, and eventually I turned off ESPN. So I, I just found myself focusing more. You know, I it wasn't so much endless scrolling because when you when you're out, you, you're not just going to pick your iPad up online and just start scrolling. That's, that's kind of weird. Like I went to a wedding over this past month and I've been at weddings before where I found myself scrolling Instagram and not focusing on what's in front of me. And that, that was taken away from me, which was a, to me, a really good thing. Now, the irony of this whole not having a phone situation is literally Three days before this happened, I was saying to Avery, you know, I want to get rid of my phone. I, I think that I can just live with my watch and with my iPad. And so I go to the Verizon store and I ask them, like, yo, what's the like what's the the feasibility of this? And they they tell me, you know, you can't do it because you're even though your Apple Watch has cellular and you can do cellular on your iPad, it needs to be tethered to a phone. I was like, man, that sucks, but I get it, so fine. And then I go sit in the hot tub with my phone, which <clears throat> after about two and a half weeks, it turned on, but you know, I couldn't do anything with it. But it allowed me to you know, just continue to have use of my other devices, and I got to experiment with this thing that I wanted. And, and what I, I thought was going to be true was true. My screen time went way down. Uh, there was just less idle time looking at nothing as I, as I keep saying and overall it was it was just good for my soul good for my psyche uh, many of you know especially like social media but especially Instagram is a it's a breeding ground for jealousy and envy and the reason for that is we spend our time looking at other people's highlight reels and comparing it to our behind the scenes footage so that person you see that's always on vacation, you're like, man, it would be really nice to live that life as in my situation, you've got three babies draped all over you and screaming about various problems, but no one can give you a coherent thought. So you're really just trying to decipher the hieroglyphs and this person's sitting on the beach. I don't even like the beach. I'm not a beach guy, <laughs> but I see someone else on the beach as I sit in my situation and it, it it makes me a little jealous. It makes me a little envious. I'm not proud of that, but the, but this is how it's how our hearts work. So while I'm not proud of it, it it's understandable. Uh, I did find that as a content creator, I do need a certain level of intake, right? Like the, there's this uh, this quote, "Steal like an artist." You know, you you want to react to things that are happening in the world and you want to 
get, give your thoughts and feelings or you want to get inspiration from what you see around you. And I, that actually, you know, I didn't, I didn't miss that too much because I, I would check Twitter once or twice a day to see what was trending. Then, you know, kind of like Twitter and uh, YouTube and articles are probably where I get most of my news from. So I, I still had that, but it, it was almost like I didn't have the noise around it to distract me. There, there was no clutter as I was trying to get, you know, the information that I that I needed for the day. Um, and apparently what we have right now is a three and a half year old who is fighting bedtime. Ailish, tell the people they're listening to Kicking It With The Homie. Can you tell them? Can you tell them? Say, you're listening to Kicking It With The Homie. No? All right, it's bedtime, baby. And we are back. I don't remember where I was before that, so we'll just continue on. I say one thing that I I did miss was uh, it was being able to to talk to to certain friends. There were people that I I talked to on a regular basis that I just I wasn't able to because of my my lack of a phone. And what that did do though is it made in-person hangouts that much sweeter like it, it almost felt like yo you really do have stuff to catch up on like they, you you realize you can text someone every day and there's and there's still only so much you can get in a text like i i talk to eugene every day every single day but we we probably talk on the phone once a week and in that once a week chat on the phone we we're getting out so much more than what comes out in our text every day because I don't know, it's just being able to be on the phone is just you're that much more connected. It's that much more real. And the only reason we have to talk on the phone once a week is because we live in different cities. I didn't miss uh, social media. A couple of years ago, I deleted my Instagram and I was off of Instagram for probably two years or so. And the only reason I got it back is because I started to get a bunch of writing uh, and speaking engagements and and these different opportunities. And I wanted to grow that. And people convinced me, like, the only way you can do that is if you have a social media presence. Like, even now, doing this podcast, you know, I, the only reason I, I have social media is to promote the things that I do and to not have it for the last month not have Instagram specifically was nice. Like I, I still enjoy Twitter, but but Twitter has become it's just become a very angry place. It's like you 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 uh, log into Twitter and it's like what's everybody mad about today? Who can spew the most vitriol at the at the opposite side? Like it's that's not the way you speak to other humans. But for some reason, being behind the keyboard. It gives people a different sense of courage and power that they wouldn't have in any other setting. And I, I just, I didn't miss it. Uh, actually, I, I got a new phone today. I got the iPhone 13. I've had it for probably six or seven hours. I haven't even activated it yet. And the only reason I'm going to activate it is because I'm taking a, I told Avery, I'm taking a vision quest tomorrow. I'll tell you guys more about that at the, at the end of this pod. 
uh, but this idea of not missing social media, it, it, it reminds me of this, this stupid wrestle that I have of being on there to, to promote my stuff because otherwise it's like I'm just creating content into a void. Now, there are some people, I think Cal Newport is actually one of them, who has built this very successful career as a writer, and obviously that's led to speaking engagements and stuff for him, and he does it without social media, and I think it, it was probably 15, 20 years of work that went into that, and I don't I don't know if I can replicate that, and on, and on some levels, I honestly, I, I do want to fast track that, like, I got miles of feed, y'all know. I'm not trying to take 15, 20 years for uh, for for all the things that I do, the writing, the speaking, labor forward, living labor, uh, kicking it with the homie, for, for all of that to to be at a sustainable place. But I mean, you know, if that's my journey, so be it. I just really hope it's not. But I'll say the the best thing to come out of this is I was just more present, you know? In my moments of boredom, I didn't have my phone to turn to. In my moments of boredom, I I had to take in what was happening around me. You know, I would take my kids to the park, and while they were off playing, you know, obviously I'd have an eye on them, but I'd also just be scrolling, just looking. But I I couldn't do that. And that, that led to conversations with other parents at the park. It led to me just noticing things about neighborhoods that I go to all the time that I just never picked up on. And that was really cool. You know, you I, I got to see, like actually see the world around me in a way that we don't often see anymore. Like we see things, but we have no vision. And so I just thought that was that was really dope. Uh, for I know my my kids probably can't articulate this, but I I know I felt more present to them. You know, I was down on the floor playing more games. My three year old specifically never like she never had to tell me in the last month, Dad, put your phone away, just come play, and that's big. You know, that's it, it sounds stupid, but that's a that's a big deal. One thing I I did notice in this time, and, and this is a revelation of probably the last few days, is it's the isolation of being a stay-at-home dad. Like it, being a stay-at-home parent is a hard job. Um, I know many many stay-at-home moms, and you know, hats off to them. I know many moms who are working and are still basically playing the role of stay-at-home mom. And so I don't say this to, to discredit or, or diminish you know, what stay-at-home mothers go through or what mothers go through in general. But when you're a stay-at-home dad, you're alone. Like at least with stay-at-home moms, I feel like you, you have other moms who stay at home that you can connect to and talk with and, and all that. But I didn't know a single other dad who was home with their kids. I didn't have a single other father who I could talk to specifically about what I was feeling and the frustrations and even even the joys, the highs, the lows, all of it. There, there, was, there was nobody 
there for me who could relate in the very same way. And even at at the park, I would, uh, there's, there's a group of nannies at one park that I go to that are constantly asking me, do you need a nanny? Do you need a nanny? And so there, so one day we're at the park and the woman goes, you need a nanny? I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. She goes, I've been asking you for two years now. Why do you keep saying no? And one of the other, one of the other nannies goes, maybe he's a stay at home dad. And that's why he doesn't need a nanny. And she was like, is that, is that it? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I would love to have a nanny, but I don't have a job. So I don't know where you think the money to pay you is going to come from. She's like, well, I'm sure you and your wife need a date. I'm like, yeah, we could talk about, you know, your 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 fees and rates for for a night or two. But if you're looking for a full-time job out of me, I I am the full-time job. But yeah, like it's just just not having anyone to talk to was has been and continues to be hard because obviously just because I'm getting my phone back, I am uh I'm still in the same position. So my my big takeaway from all of this as I as I want to land the plane for you guys, I promised a, a shorter episode is be more present. You know, I'm I'm getting my phone back and I'm hoping that I can continue many of the same patterns of just not being on it all the time. Uh, because before before I lost my phone, the screen time was ridiculous. Sunday morning would come and I, I would just ignore it because I, I knew what it was going to say. Your screen time is up X percent this week and it's up X percent every week. So that's a problem. But there's this, this good rubric that I saw a few years ago with this idea of being more president and being more present, not president, more present and the digital detox. It's take time away from your from your devices. One hour a day, one day a week one week a year. The one hour a day should be really easy. The one day a week should be really easy. That one week a year sounds hard, but I promise you the world will not end if you don't have your phone for one week. Many of us uh, are in very, and I, I don't take this for granted, we are in fortunate positions to be able to take a week off of work. When you take that vacation, turn the phone off. Now, if you if you have kids and the kids aren't with you, you know you you work something out. But find find a way, find a way to get that digital detox. Put it down, pick your head up, see the world around you. It's good for your mind. It's good for your heart. It's good for your soul. Uh, and that's it. Before I go, I'll I'll tell you what's bringing me joy right now is the vision quest that I talked about a little bit before. I told Avery, I'm like, yo, I'm going on a vision quest, son. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm, I'm going out into the woods. So I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Well, as you hear this, this will this will be up Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Uh at 6 a.m. I'm I'm headed out to a big state park to a lake, and I'm gonna fish. I've never been fishing before. I, I bought a fishing rod. I should probably take a look at it tonight, make sure it's assembled and I know what I'm doing. But I'm I'm going fishing. I've never been fishing. It's something that I've wanted to do for years. Uh, my wife will tell you I have this deep desire to catch, uh, kill, clean, and cook my own food. I think that is a necessary skill that 
we should have as people. But I also know that there's a certain uh, patience and, and tranquility that comes with fishing. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to sit for a couple of hours at a lake. I'm going to journal. I'm going to fish. I'm not going to listen to anything. And that's just it. I'm just going to just be. If you get my newsletter, Live and Labor, I'll probably be writing about that this week. If you want to know where to get that, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, check the link in my bio, the link tree. You'll, you'll see a link to subscribe to that. After my fishing trip, I don't know if I'll catch anything. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I'm, I'm going to go explore a small town in upstate New York. I'm going to do more journaling. I'm going to do more walking in nature, more observing, more listening, more seeing. I'm going to be present. I'm going to be alone. There will be no babies with me. And that's, that's it. That's all it's going to be. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, review us. If you're listening to us on Spotify, follow us. If you're listening to us on iTunes, leave us five stars, five stars, five stars. And leave a review. All of these things help the algorithm. It helps get the podcast out to other people. Share this episode with your friends, with your families, with someone you know who has way too much screen time and needs that digital detox. Uh, yeah, with that, we'll catch you on the next one. We out. Kicking in with the homie. Kicking in with the homie. Kicking in with the homie. Oh, 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 oh,